Hello. There isn't much of an intro today, but you know what there will be next week? A new chapter. Chapter 5 of the Raconteur Collection. If you haven't already, tell your friends, your family, your foes, and any other F words you might have in your life. Now, on to the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Raconteur Collection, a show about everything and nothing all at the same time. The show is hosted by two, some would say, lifelong brothers, Jack and Charlie. Currently, it is Charlie speaking, this sultry, lovely voice that I know you all out there are just so excited to hear again. And you know what? I'm excited to be here again, too. This is Chapter 4, Episode 10 of the Raconteur Collection. To put up front, very briefly, any episode of the Raconteur Collection can be listened to at any time. You can listen to Chapter 3, Episode 4, and that would be fine. Uh... When Jack and I started the show, the idea of chapters and something kind of came around as just kind of a fun idea to do. But I realized that for some, seeing the chapters laid out in such a way could be kind of daunting. We also wanted to kind of have the option available for anyone who was listening to say, hey, I missed some episodes out of this chapter and I can go back to the start of this chapter as kind of a through line for a group of episodes so that way you're not looking through a list and you go man do i want to start episode 60 of this podcast and you have no idea what came before so that is the reason we're laid out all in chapters you know because it's fun yeah and let me just say by the way i'm jack thanks for the introduction charlie um I was i'm jack it, by the way okay. in case you didn't know wow but i just wanted to say that i think the, the idea we did of chapters as well as it kind of shows uh you know, slight evolutions in the podcast. So, you know, with this being, what, episode 10 of chapter 4, um, you know, chapter 5 is going to be actually pretty different in, in a few ways than chapter 4 and chapter 3. Uh, and so it's just like a slow evolution. And so it's just kind of a way to also kind of, you know, mark changes that we see fit to the podcast. And so mm. I think it's kind of a cool thing that we've been doing. Personally, because I don't really see, I don't see that many other people doing it. So I, I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I would agree. I almost wish, though, that in Spotify, you could, like, collapse the chapters. Like, we could collapse it and be like, oh, hey, just see the episodes from this chapter. But it doesn't work that way. So whatever. Yeah, I wish. And, you know, I will say, Jack, <clears throat> let's air out this dirty laundry on the air here. I was going to introduce you. I was just, you know, I was getting there. Gotta, Taking everything, your sweet everything, time everything like comes, usual. Everything comes when it's supposed to, my friend. Jack, how was your mm-hmm. week then? You know, my week's been pretty good. Um, you know, work went well this week. Not too bad. Work is just like work. I kind of want to stop bringing mm-hmm. up work because it's never any different. I work in a warehouse, you know. Mm-hmm. But other than like us needing good people to work for us, it's just like the same thing day in and day out. But uh, was it Thursday? 
kind of, you know, throat's a little scratchy. Friday, you know, kind of lost my voice a little bit. Saturday, slight cough. Today's Sunday, feeling like pretty much 100%. Now, I was never like feeling sick. It was just all throat stuff. So, mm. you know, been keeping inside, keeping, uh, keeping pretty solitary. But, you know, apart from that, uh, Jack and I are playing some Warzone earlier today. And we got two wins mm, back to back. Kind of hate you guys, to be honest, but that's okay. And then after that, the next two matches, second place back to back. Yeah. Hmm. We we were playing well, dude. We were playing yeah. well. Although I will say on the, on the wins, I had like nine kills. He had one, nine kills, zero. But it was like, Jack was like, I'm the tactician, and every tactician needs the muscle. You know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I was like, I, dude, I was like, but I was like, Jack, I would not be able to win these without you. I'm not just saying that to like, you know, ever you big, hey, you know, good job too, you know, like kind of insert. I, I legitimately mean like I could not have done or been successful without a good, a good man backing me. So, Ellie, mom's not home yet. Hmm. Uh, and then other than that, uh, trying to talk about this a bit before the podcast, but we, we've been looking into things like Skillshare to kind of, you know, not only kind of grow our knowledge and tell the podcast, but just our knowledge in general and maybe expand into a few areas that, you know, we could use more in life as, you know, for me, graphic design and Charlie want to get to like a, a business side of things. So I think that's pretty cool. And then I need to stop saying and then that much. I listen back to, I don't usually listen to like episodes in full. Usually it's about like half an hour or so. But I listened to the service industry episode in full, and I realized I say like way too much. Mm. I don't mind saying um. I think um is fine because almost everybody says um in a long form, like in a long podcast format. But I say like way too much, so I will be consciously working on trying not to say that nearly as much as I used to. So yeah, please hold me accountable or keep a like counter. You know, take a take a drink every time Jack says like, you know, <laughs> you'd be dead halfway through. But that you know, it's been good week, good week, no complaints. Charlie, how about you? Excellent. I you know, it's also been good. Um, I will say, and I wanted to bring this up. I know that we have our beginning kind of catch up at the beginning of the show. I personally love it, and I love that it's part of the show. Um, I realize that there are people out there that want to get straight to the topic. Um, of course, you saw the episode topic, which is writing part two, the sequel. Some would say even better Let's than go. the original. But, uh, you know, I like these moments and we're going to keep them in. So, you know, I was thinking about this and kind of just like running around. I As I've gotten older, time, my perception of time is time. definitely time <laughs> definitely skews, I think, more in my favor. Because when you're young, you know, things are happening to you for the first time. You're experiencing things for the first time and things feel like they take forever. But now when, you know, I see a release date or somebody says, oh, hey, next month, you know, I feel like I have a really good grasp on like how long it's going to feel. And with that, you know, I realize that, hey, you know what? Not something exciting is going to happen every day, but every day is still important, you know. And kind of mm-hmm. taking the mm-hmm. steps just to like be more present and be more aware of time every day. 
Yes. And so uh, that's just a little observation I've had kind of over this past week. You know, again, as very much as with you, Jack, work is work. I mean, work funds uh, doing this and work funds writing and, you know, all that. Uh, again, I will, uh, because this is the only place that I will pester people because I have a platform and they can't respond. <clears throat> um, <laughs> the uh, My book is still out there. People do need to get get on reading the book. I'm excited to hear some feedback and I'm ready, you know. I myself am kind of hitting that point where I'm like, I kind of want to read it again and edit it myself, you know. Like I'm feeling that itch again. I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer just because there are some other projects that I've kind of come into their own. I have like a lot of ideas for a lot of different, you know, you could say series or books or, but I do realize that, you, you know, you can't have a whole trilogy or a whole fantasy series based on like a single idea. And so oftentimes with these kind of random ideas, I'll kind of expand upon them and push them. And I got a couple of them that I think are kind of coming into their own and looking really good so far. No, Okay. But, um... You know, other than that, I, I would say this week has been, it's kind of flown by, to be honest, as honestly, most of the weeks kind of fly by for me. I mean, like, so I uh, got my second shot coming up uh, in a couple of days here. Excited for that. Nice. And I got a long, got a long break out four days off coming up this oh. week, which is, sounds excellent. Very much. When does that, to when it. does that start for you? Well, it starts on Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. Oh, so nice. That's awesome. Definitely looking forward to maybe, that. And maybe then, we can get our own Warzone win in. God, I hope so, man. That that game is killing. Dude, I know me. the la- just real quick. The last time we played, Charlie was like, it was it was funny, but it was also kind of sad. Just Charlie, like he died, or you know, he didn't even die. He got downed, and then I got him. And Charlie, Charlie was just like, Jack, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm actually just done with this game. I can't. I can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no! I was like, It's it's not even like he died. It was just like, Yeah. It's just you know, yeah. And he was like, Jack, I, after my rant. What what tell me, be honest with me. What 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 can I do to get better? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Good. And, and Jack's basically answer is the answer that I know will actually make me play better, which is play more. And uh that's kind of the problem. So. And play solos, <laughs> and that's not what Charlie wants to do at all. So Yeah, it's just you know, it's gotten to that point, man, where like it's not that I don't want to be good at a game like Call of Duty Warzone. You know, but at the same time, it's like if I'm going to be playing games by myself, I would rather be playing a game that I actually truly enjoy and solos on Warzone is not something I would enjoy. Like I wouldn't have fun doing that. I just there. I don't know what it is. And I it I think it literally is just like I'm just I feel too out of my depth. Like there's just so many moments where people are just like dance around me you know i could dance all day i could dance all day kind of thing you know try to me try to me come out (laughs) where it's just like and i'm that person who's trying to hit them and just can't and i just can't i it was like kind of the perfect combination when we were playing with jack because like usually i just get kind of defeated and i just get quiet but like i was like caffeined up i had like slept kind of well and i was just like man this is this game is like killing me right now especially after like our uh patreon discord We've been chatting a lot about the game Hades because uh, two of our patrons picked it up. All right, Jack was playing it when we first got onto the party chat. He was like, "Hold on, oh, he was, yeah. he was going off about how good Hades." But is. Uh, you know, they were talking about, it and I was like, "Guy, I was I thought I was done, but I kind of jumped back in to play some more, and I'm, it kind of sucked me back in." That game just has such a good gameplay <laughs> loop, so good. But uh, I figure 
that is enough of our kind of little catch up, our little uh, chat. Let's. What do you say we move on to the topic at hand, Jack? Someone say the most awaited sequel that we've ever had. And I definitely I have not so. said that about any of the other sequel episodes we've done. I think so. Writing. Part two. You know, when we struggled a little bit on the choosing the episode topic this week, um, I would say like mostly on my ends, it's been a struggle to know where to put my energy as far as the promoting the podcast goes. You know, it's it's one of those things to where I feel like I don't know exactly what I'm doing and why Jack at the top kind of mentioned the idea of um, Skillshare and, you know, looking into the business side of things for myself. The main reason is that, like, I do want the podcast and then by extension, my writing to, you know, take off and that to be a source of income. Like, that is something that I will like that's the hardest push in my life right now you know and yeah exactly oftentimes though i think the issue for me is where where do i put the energy where do i put you know the limited money that i can spare for promotion where do i put that is it good to promote things on instagram is it good to spam posts every day you know is it is it worth it to do video? Is it worth it to do this extra stuff? Is anybody going to watch? You know, so I almost feel like I need to take a step back and say, you know what? Let's just keep the podcast coming out on a regular beat because that's what we're good at. I mean, like, yeah, if I can say anything like our podcast has been regular, it's come out, you know, yeah, what I think one day it came out late and that's been the worst. Like we haven't lost an episode, knock on wood. Um, But, it, you know, like, it's uh, it's one of those things where I just don't quite know where to put my energy. So if anybody out there has any feedback or would like love to like walk me through some stuff, you hear this and you're like, wow, you know what? I could help them. I, I have some great ideas. You know, I've grown my own brand. I've, you know, pushed my own stuff. I've pushed my own merch. Um, let me definitely write in that kind of stuff because that stuff is so helpful. But to bring it all back, writing. And, you know, Jack, uh, as... <laughs> to start this one out, I instead of kind of writing down notes as I usually do, I wrote down a series of questions for myself to answer, you know, kind of as like a okay. way to say, you know, and expand and see where that goes naturally. And my first question that I wrote is very simply, why writing? You know, why, why writing, writing to write? <laughs> Just why? Just why? Why? No. Um, But. And so, Jack, I think what I would like to do yes. is to first ask you the question. Oh, no. But ask you but ask you the question from your perspective of me. So, why do you think I write, you know? What about it do you think sticks, like, out to me? Like, from your point of view, just so, like, I'm not looking for, like, a right answer or for you to say the perfect thing. Like, I'm just kind of curious, like, when you think of Charlie... <laughs> And his writing. I'm looking for the like, right what you, answer. Like, what do you think of? So, when I think of writing, like, if I ever, you know, when I do think of writing, I always, it makes me think of you. Because I've, you know, ever since, I can't remember the age, but we were young when you started writing. And you'd write for hours before you had a laptop, before, you know, we had Spotify to kind of listen to. I just remember, you know, I come home from school or we come from from school 
uh, and we sit down, kind of chat a bit, and then you just sit in uh, the bottom of the bunk and you'd just be writing, you know, for hours. And I'd be playing Call of Duty or I'd go outside, I'd go to Target, you know, grab like a Sobe or something. And so I think what writing is for you at this point is like not only is it a way to express your creativity and get your ideas out, but it's also like in a sense you're zen. And I think even if you're struggling, even if you're struggling with like, you know, what to write, you're, it's a place where your mind can like really focus. And I don't know how like disorganized your thoughts are, but, you know, for me, it seems like the time that you're like, you're in your element, everything's coming together, it's all just me, and you're kind of enveloped in your own world. And I think you like being in your own world, and that might be one of the biggest reasons why yeah. you, you write so much, is you just like being in these worlds you create. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. I Even from such a young age, I've always had trouble expressing myself, um, not for the lack of feeling anything, but more for the lack of like, and what I find interesting, and I'm going to transition a little bit to something different, but uh, so one of my favorite authors right now, Brandon Sanderson, big, you know, fantasy author, Stormlight Archive, Mistborn, he's the guy who wrote all that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I watched an interview with him and he was talking about how, you know, somebody was asking him like, Hey, how do you keep in the mood to do all your writing? Cause he, I mean, you look at writers like George R. R. Martin, he hasn't come out with the sixth, uh, Game of Thrones book yet. Right. Which is unreal. Uh, which is unreal. But then you look at a writer like Brandon Sanderson, who like that man is a machine. Like he is like, Oh, Hey, here's my stream of writing. And I'm going to just, you know, here and i've done ten thousand words so far and i'm like oh my gosh like that is insane but uh he was talking about and mentioning you know how he's in the mood and he says that something that really resonated with me because it was exactly how i felt mm-hmm. and with him he's talking about how his mood is very even all the time there are lows and highs but they're like little hills they're not these huge you know, highs or these huge or these terrible lows, you know what I mean? They're very, it's very in the middle Hmm. most of the time. And that's kind of how I am. Most of the time things don't really bother me or if they do, it bothers me for like a little bit. And then I kind of, you know, process it and move on. And, uh, if things, you know, or if I get excited for something, it's, you know, I, oh, I'm excited for something. And it's actually something that as I've gotten older, I feel like I've started to be a little bit less harsh on myself and actually let myself get excited for things. You know, mm-hmm. um, for example, like the Loki just finished its uh, series finale, you know, had a, I think last week. And I was pumped to watch it. Like I was looking forward to that from when I finished, you know, episode five when we were going for episode six. I was like, this show is so good. I'm so excited. And so it's been fun to kind of like let myself get excited again. But uh, yeah, I mean, writing for me is really about kind of expression because I don't, I have trouble expressing how I feel and how I think not Mm -hmm. for, you know, not for saying like, oh, I don't know how I feel, but like the words don't come. But for some reason, when I write, I can like get out these very complex feelings and thoughts and perspectives and I think the layer, especially if I'm 
writing like a fantasy or science fiction, the layer that removes it then allows me to kind of look at an idea or a thought or a theme in a very different detailed kind of way. Yeah. I mean, for anyone out there right now who is reading Manilica, I mean, very early on, so this is not a spoiler, but it's mentioned that the cities around them have just grown. You know, that the people of this world, the cities and their buildings and their lives are kind of alien because, you know, like the world is not of their design. And, you know, if you look, if you kind of break that down, like for me, that's how I feel like the world feels sometimes, you know, like Mm -hmm. growing up, Jack, like we talked about this a little bit in the service industry one, but growing up, you know, oh, hey, the world can be yours if you work hard enough, you know, you can accomplish all these great things, you know, if you're a good person, if you treat people kindly. But then as you get older, you realize that that's not always the case. It's not. And I don't mean to say that as like, I feel bad that I was raised that way because I would much rather be raised in optimism than pessimism. But, you know, like the world sometimes does not feel like it's on your side and the world itself and society and people and everything sometimes feels very opposed to you and opposed to anything you're trying to accomplish. And, uh, you know, so just take that and kind of put an abstract lens on it and all of a sudden you have this fantasy world where people don't feel like they're a part of the world that's around them so i mean very simply you know exploring complex ideas like that but i don't know if i ever could have put that into words without writing so yeah it it sounds yeah it sounds like um you know you you don't really have like um a lot of like battles with forces like on the outside i think you and i are similar in that way um you know, it's hard for us to be like angry for a long time, to be happy, like happy yeah. for a long time, and not like in a bad way, but like just you know, you experience the emotion and it passes. You know, what I mean that that's that's kind of how I feel like you and I function. Mm-hmm. And you know, so for me, I don't really have like outside struggles. I have more so the struggles that I face are more like internal, like when it comes to, like motivation or. Yeah. Why do, why am I doing this? Like I kind of fight that a lot. And so if I've ever gotten mm-hmm. into writing, I have like, you know, this motivation to do it. I write a lot. I write a lot. And then like next day, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. Just something in my brain's like, this is not something you're interested in, in anymore. So I don't, yeah. no. you know. But Ellie was screaming the whole no? time. Yeah, chocolate milk. And I'm like, I'm not going to get her anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I totally I totally agree with that. I mean, and as you said earlier, the practice of writing now is has become and is, you know, very zen for me. Like that is a moment where like you know, and I'm getting I'm getting there with working out as well where like if I don't do it, I'm like god, my day doesn't feel right. Yeah, something's you know weird. Something's and that weird. that's and where writing, that's where it becomes Sorry to interject yeah. again, but that's where it becomes a habit. No. You know what I mean? And yeah. forming habits, especially good ones, are essential. So like, it's not, you know, you, hey, I didn't eat my junk food today. I feel bad. It's, you know, you're like, I didn't work out today. Like, it doesn't feel right to not work out. Unless, like, you know, hey, I'm on vacation or something extreme right. happens. You know what I mean? There's not. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you have these good habits that form, I think you need to take that like it's a huge win because forming good habits yeah. is really difficult. So I'm proud of you yeah. for that, man. 
No, thank you. It, it was kind of weird. I mean, I believe in um, apologies up front for any like content that's kind of covered again that was covered in the first writing episode. The first writing episode was in the very first run. Yeah, of the to be fair, they came out like in, top in December four. of last year or something like that. So, you know, we've, we're far removed from it at that point, so I don't think it's going to bother anyone. But Well, and I believe you said you in know, the episode, like, sorry, yeah. I'm saying there's like again. I believe you said in that episode that, you know, things can change pretty quickly with writing. You know, it's been over six months since we talked about writing in any kind of substantial yeah. length. So could be some new insight on what we discussed last time or some completely new topics, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward Definitely. to, you know, to getting more into this with you. Cause I, I've so far, I only have two questions, no, three questions, but mm. I'm listening intently to see if there are any more I want to ask. Right. You know, so I think kind of the next point I wanted to transition to is the idea of, writing as an art and then writing as a practice. So when I was, you know, you, you know, you mentioned earlier that when you used to come home from school and have me write all the time, that is very true. However, I like, it was, it's really only been within the last two and a half years, two years that I would call myself a writer. And that's really because really throughout most of my life, I've written very sporadically and it was writing as an art at that point. You know, it was, Hey, yeah. the inspirations hit me. I have a feeling I can do it. And I would like get out a ton and then stop. But something changed where I was like, you know, I like writing like that because you capture very raw and like intimate moments. But the problem is, is that you're never going to get anything done. And if you want to actually look at your work as a body of work and not just a body of fragmented pieces, you have to say at some point, hey, I need to do more i need to create more and do it mm -hmm. on such a regular basis that i can actually learn because the problem was is if you write so sporadically then you're always kind of setting yourself back you're jumping forward two steps only to take three steps back you know what i mean so you're not actually <coughs> progressing anywhere and what i found really over the last two years is that the practice of writing and writing every day and you know, getting more into reading and trying to actually build up my reading habit again and not just listen to audiobooks all the time. You know, all of those are practices and habits and you will only see like real improvement by following through on those practices. And it's insane to me that what little over a year ago that I have the first printed copy of my book, Manilica, and then what, six, six months later, seven months later, I had the second copy, which I, I, it's insane to me how much better the second copy is compared to the first, Really, you know? And that is just because like, Hey, I put in the work and I, you know, broke down the problem and I, you know, added and I got a little bit of feedback the first time. And now I'm like, you know, in that same spot again, where I'm getting the feedback again. And it's just wild to me how much improvement I've seen by actually putting in the work because I think a very big like, and I guess like the struggle is if you're doing it day to day, you don't see, you don't see your improvement day to day. You know, mm -hmm. you see your improvement month to month. You see your improvement, you know, half a year to half a year. And you really have to get into that mindset of telling yourself 
hey, you know what? I know this feels like I'm writing bad now. I know this part is dragging. I know that this section isn't perfect. But what you have to say is, hey, you know what? It's going to be better than if I just did it when I felt like doing it, you know, because I can actually work it and this can become, you know, a very malleable and flexible art form. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jack, that's that's kind of what I had for those parts. Uh, the next couple things I want to talk about is like working in the zone and forcing yourself. But uh, if you have one of your questions, I would love to answer one of your questions right now. Yeah. So just a, a pretty simple one. Uh, and it kind of has to do with your, you know, and you kind of you kind of answered it, but your thoughts on your book, your book currently, um, yeah, like exactly when you were writing this new edition of the book to be printed out, when you finished mm-hmm. it, were you thinking that hey, this is so much better, or did you have no idea if it was going to be actually better than the first? like copy that people were able to read and that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I ran into a problem with my first copy where not a lot of people did read it. You know, I think Lily, one of our patrons and, you know, our sister, uh, was one of the only ones who actually, you know, read it and finished it and was able to give me some feedback. And so I didn't have a whole lot that of outside motivation to rewrite it again, but internally there's always this feeling of like, hey, I want to get it as close to I can to like what I see in my head. Mm-hmm. And what I found was that like there just wasn't enough there, you know, like there wasn't enough there. And so my whole goal with the second rewrite was to add more. I wanted to add so much more that people would say, hey, you can cut this out. Hey, this part can be shortened. Hey, this part drags because it's so much easier to go back and take away than it is to go back in and add. So I kind of went at it from that perspective just to keep adding more. And I have a feeling that there are sections of the book now that probably can have so much more added to them. And there are sections that can have so much taken away. And, you know, so to answer your question, like when I first finished this last copy, to be honest with you, I kind of hated it. I was kind of like, oh, really? Totally doubting myself. I was kind of like, man, I don't think this is any good, you know? I, not that I don't like what's there and not that I didn't appreciate my work, you know, not to like shoot myself in the foot type of situation, but like I, God, I just wanted it to be so much more, you know, I wanted it to be all of these things. But what I kept telling myself was, you know, Hey, nobody else but you has read it. So how can you know what it's like to someone else? Someone else reading this might think this is the most epic story they've ever heard. Or someone else might reading it might think it's the most generic thing they've ever heard. But how are you supposed to know? You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's I guess that's kind of your short answer is like, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. Like I now that I've had distance from it, I'm excited about it. Like there are things like the world of the book Manelica, I think is great. I love it. I love the world I've made more so than even I would say like the story or the characters. That being said, though, like thinking about it now, every once in a while, like a song will come on, you know, like you're listening, you're in the car, a song comes on and it'll like put me back in that headspace of like a certain moment. And I can just see that moment playing out almost like a music video. And I'm like, oh, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's you know what so I mean? Like and there's moments good. where I get really excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's like definitely a love hate relationship. So I hope that kind of answers your yeah, question. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> 
because I was always interested in like you know I don't know anyone else that's like published a book like personally I don't know anyone else that's published a book so it was just interesting kind of understanding where, like, where your head was when you were <laughs> sorry when you were like releasing yeah. these copies I had a cough hole I'm, I'm mutant uh continue no you're good I yeah I I mean to kind of add on just a little bit I was ready to be done <laughs> definitely ready to be done but as you know with most things that you kind of hit that point yeah Yep, 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 yep. I think, and to bring in another piece of media to this conversation. Do it. Have you seen the Pixar movie Soul, Jack? No, I've been told it's good. I have not watched it yet. Very good. That movie kind of hit me in a very special spot because it's all about creative pursuits. And there's this, long story short with the movie, new souls when they're born before they're sent to the earth to become actual people they need to find their spark you know what drives them what lights that fire in them Mm -hmm. and for the main character it's playing piano and sorry spoilers for the movie soul this doesn't spoil the movie i think the movie the process of getting to this is still enjoyable but the thematic and kind of message of the movie is ultimately Hey, even though something can be your spark, that doesn't mean that it that is what you're meant to do. You know, your yeah. spark, my spark could be writing, but does that mean I'm supposed to be a writer? No, it doesn't. You know, life is so much more complex than just one thing. You know true, what I mean? True. And that really hit me because it really kind of opened up that idea of there are some times where I'll be writing and I am in the zone. You know, like I feel the moment I can feel the way it feels around me. And I'm sure that that has come through in the book. And I know that when I read other books, there are moments that I read that flow so perfectly and feel so good. And, you know, I can tell, man, this guy was in the zone when he wrote that. Like I just finished reading the first book of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I was very impressed with it. And there are moments in that book that I think are like phenomenal, just like great. And I can't believe you know, even like I love the first season of the show. I think the first season of Game of Thrones is amazing, but like the book, even better. You know, like there are, and I can see like even in that early stage, the first book was great. I mean, he knew what he was doing. And, you know, so that can be such an allure for so many people. Yeah. You know, I think, and not just for writing, like this could be Jack, I mean, for anything, this could be for whatever you're passionate about is finding that moment where you can be in the zone. But, and I want to say like kind of the opposite of being in the zone is the struggling is the forcing, you know, you don't get to be in the zone all the time. And in fact, I would say that if you have to like break it out into percentages, 25% of the time you're in the zone, 75% of the time you're working at it. You know, you're forcing. Going through the motions. And forcing is maybe, yeah, forcing is maybe too harsh of a word. Going through the motions, I think, is a little better. Um, I mean, but this can be attributed to even like working out. Sometimes when you work out, you hit that magic point right in the middle where you're like, this feels great. I love pushing my body. It feels good. It's hard, but it's a good hard. But then there's other times where you work out where you're like, I am suffering through this whole thing and I cannot wait for it to be over. You know, I definitely felt like that when writing multiple times. I mean, more often than not, I would say I would be like, God, I just want to get past this part. I just want to get past this part. 
And then, of course, the part I was looking forward to goes by in the blink of an eye. And then I'm back to like, man, I'm not feeling this part. I'm not feeling this. And, uh, you know, being able to be in that right frame of mind and having the perspective to say, you know what? It's not always going to be like this. And I can appreciate these moments of going through the motions. I can appreciate the craft of it here. Yeah slowing down yourself and not always chasing the high of being in that moment, but, you know, appreciating the work and appreciating the routine. You know, I think that is just as equally as important as being a genius and having genius sparks of creativity. So, uh, Jack, I don't know what, does that resonate with you at all? That kind of idea of like being in the zone and people, you know, I think when you look at like, you know, Look at a game like The Last of Us, right? Yes. I know that like the people who are in the ground programming that game had times where they're like, I am loving programming this part. But then I'm sure there are parts where they're like, God, this is not working. I hate yeah, it. This the game is going to suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't know if that resonates with you, Jack, but I kind of want to get your feedback no, I mean, on that. It, the kind of zone and then not zone. It totally does because there are too many times where I'm trying to work on something and... You know, in my mind, I'm like, this is not the time to work on this because I don't feel in the zone. I don't feel like I'm in the right frame of mind to, like, edit this video to, you know, like, I'll try to, when we record on Saturdays, I'm like, oh, I'll edit it. I'll edit it. Don't worry. And I don't edit it Saturday. Cause, and then Sunday, I'm like, oh, man, I'm just, like, not in the zone to do the editing. But when I am, like, trying to have a great podcast, boom, that felt great, cool, Got the intro down, boom, 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 make the intro, it's all going great, you know, like, make it all, like, within the hour after the podcast has been edited. It's like, that's, that's when you're in the zone. Or, I'm editing Mm -hmm. something, I have a great idea, and so, I'm experimenting with, like, green screen, and I forget what the other term is called for, like, moving stuff around on the actual, like, uh, video and stuff, but, you know, learning these new things and being in the zone to actually create, uh, you know, whatever you're passionate about is kind of a feeling that I think everyone experiences, but some people just don't experience it nearly as often because they haven't found that creative spark yet. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's so much about a finding what you're passionate about doing, which is tough in and of itself. I mean, it's, there's so many things out there now that you're kind of spoiled for choice. Because now, I mean, I think the beautiful thing about the time that we live in, you know, other than the fact that the earth might die, but the beautiful time, you know, is that we can learn anything now, you know, it's not, you're not restricted by not being able to go to school or not being able to do this. Yes. When it comes to like getting jobs, you need that degree, you know, functioning in that type of world, you do need that. You know, you more need the entry form, the slip of paper, more than you need what that you learned. But what I think is so great is that, like, as a hobby now, you could totally say, hey, I really want to learn Photoshop. You could have zero knowledge, and you could become a master from YouTube alone. You know, if you put in the time and you put in the work and the practice, you could, you could do it. And that's yeah. awesome. I mean, that is amazing because information is so easy to access now. And I will always, I was telling Jack before the show, I started listening to this new podcast, The Darknet Diaries, and I listened to the episode about the Pirate Bay. And something that they said 
I did not, not all of it really resonated with me, but something they said is that, you know, there want information in the internet to always be free access to people because the conversation and the movement of our world is based around information. And if you can't access something vital like the internet or have access to shows or to music, you're so isolated from the rest mm-hmm. of the world. And so it's, it's so cool that we live in that era now. Um, Jack, before I move on to my next couple of uh, little points here, yes, which I'm, I'm going to kind of include my learning and like the journey I have up until now, uh, why don't you throw in another question, a little uh, zinger for me? What do you got? Well, so this one I think can be a pretty quick one, but uh, so I, I'm going. I only have the two questions still because I feel like you're answering a lot of things okay. I would I would ask normally, but. Uh, are nice. you afraid of someone just not liking your book, like, at all? Like, you know, you give it to a family member or a friend especially. Because I know there are going to be people who don't like it because that's with everything. Yeah. But yeah. so say you gave it to, <clears throat> I don't know, just say you gave it to Lily. And she was mm-hmm. like, Charlie, like, I read it and it's just it's just not that good. And she, like, gives you a whole outline of things that she, in her opinion, thinks is, yeah. makes it not that good. I mean, how yeah. how would you feel? Well... Um, to be honest, I don't think it would bother me that much, mainly because I that type of feedback is really important because it tells you ultimately like feedback like that, even if it is all negative, it does tend to be honest and it's helpful. It's helpful to know why somebody didn't like something like and especially if they can tell you exactly why if they give you like a generic answer like, oh, man, the story just didn't grab me. You know, like, that's not helpful because it's like, well, why, though? Like, why didn't it grab you? Yeah. You know, yeah. and they go, oh, I just don't like fantasy. Okay, fine. Great. You know, like, you're not going to like this then. It's okay. Like, that's fine. But uh, no. So as far as, like, so somebody came to me and said, hey, this is not very good, you know, but they had this huge list of reasons as to like effort and time they put into it to like dissecting why it wasn't good for them. Yeah. That would be great for me because that it teaches me so much, you know, that's the, that's the teachable moments that I've been missing. Yeah. By having the writing isolated only to myself. And, you know, that's why I like when I handed out this most recent batch of copies, I kind of like hit like a wide group of people, you know, I hit people who like, you know, are, you know, sister and cousin my aunt and you know just different people from different walks of life because i wanted to see what people's reaction would be you know yeah yeah people who who i'm gonna throw this book at them and they're gonna be like wait so hold on there are worlds in people's heads and there is magic that's the fragments of create what 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 is this i don't you know what i mean like People who are not going to have any idea because I need to see, hey, did I explain this well enough? If you're not well versed in fantasy or science fiction and you have no concept for like some of these, you know, themes that I'm trying to get across, did I explain it well enough to you? You know, so like, no, I guess so. I guess not. You know, long answer, I guess, is or short answer is uh, no, not really. (laughs) Good. Good. good, Nice short answer on there. No. Um, (laughs) If you just actually like, no. All right. Next question. And then. All right. I mean, this one's kind of a, you know, however long you want to take this one. But uh, anything yeah. new in the works? Anything mm-hmm. like, are you thinking of like a new book already? Oh, yeah. Are you thinking of short stories, like a collection of them? Yeah. Are you going to try a new writing style? What's, uh, 
What, oh, what's, yeah. what's in the mind yeah. of Charlie right now? Or, heck, on mm-hmm. the laptop of Charlie? Oh, that's that's a great question, actually. So, yeah, currently I have one big idea that I'm actually planning from the onset to be like a trilogy of books. And I'm like in the middle of doing like a basic plot outline for it and building lore and building out the world, which to be honest is the most fun part because you can just go wild. Man, um, I, I gotta be like, I think I yeah. agree with you right there because just, I, I had a Laura and I actually, we both had a week where we were, watching a ton of just Lord of the Rings, like lore and like history yeah. videos on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, there's like, again, I'm saying way too much. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, there is so much that I just don't even understand. Like, I understand what's being said, you know, but as far as right. like retaining it, I would have to read these books multiple times because there's like this elf, this race of elves. It's like they're gods, and then there's like the demigods, yeah. and then there's the good and bad, yeah. and then they came down. And it's just there's the all this stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. all this stuff that I'm. This all came from you know this guy's head. Yeah, and so it's kind of just crazy thinking that he wouldn't. He probably had so much fun, just yeah, being like, hey, I have my own Earth basically, and here's everything I want to do with my Earth. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the reason for why it's here, yeah. why the people are yeah. here, why the things are the way they are, what exists, what doesn't exist. And that, I think, just thinking of that is super inspirational to think about. If you think yeah. about it in that way, that if you had Earth and you could come up with its origin, why it was there, what's there, like a blank slate. I mean, why do you think creating custom maps in Asian Empires is so much fun? Because you have yeah, a whole no, blank slate. Exactly. And you can yeah. do whatever you want with it, you know? No, definitely. Mm. 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 Yeah, mm. that mm. that is definitely the most fun part. Because, And I, I'll go ahead and spoil some plot details for what I've been working on. Because I think by the time this actually ends up becoming a book that other people read is very far off. But uh, my whole idea right now is to, you know, it's definitely more fantasy-based than my last book but i love for some reason blending sci-fi and fantasy is just i'd love doing it and so kind of the origin of this world is there's this super advanced race of people right and they're called the asian and their home planet their home system is dying and i i just loosely wrote something like oh their son's going supernova and they can't stop it you know or some accident happened or but this is like an advanced race of people and they craft these huge ships called cathedrals and they fly them out there's nine of them and they fly them out into the wide vastness of space to escape the destruction of their home and they're basically finding trying to find like a new place to you know to live and while they're in space two of the ships get completely destroyed and consumed they have these Mm. special warp drives that allow them to slip through reality so they can travel vast distances you know kind of like like wormhole technology but somehow some reason there's this horrific like entity that exists parallel to this universe i've created it's called the all connecting body and imagine it jack very much like uh dead space necrom like necromorph uh flesh monster type stuff 
Okay. This dimension is just a dimension, like a hellish dimension of flesh and bone and muscle. And it's just like horrifying and it consumes and breaks these two ships. And so eventually the ships find the system. Right. right? So eventually the ships find this planet called Laor. They settle it. And, but this problem of the all connected bodies kind of following them, you know, the bane of their technology and brilliance is something that has existed way longer than them and in ways is way stupider than they are, but like just so much more overwhelming and corrupting. And, and so the captains of these great cathedral ships basically decide, Hey, we're going to take it upon ourselves to create a new world. And so they create this whole mythology, this whole idea of people waking and being born from a dream. They relabel themselves, the world builders and they create, you know, as it, time goes on, you know, these over multiple conflicts, basically this fantasy civilization is started by this very far reaching sci-fi, you know, race mm-hmm. that kind of splits and battles among themselves. And then some of the cathedrals fly off to settle their own homes and, you know, but it's all about how this world was stunted. And then, so that's like the, that's the fun part, you know, that's like the top level lore stuff that people don't know about but then you know jumping ahead thousands of years what does this world look like now you know oh well now there's this this rule of law called the absolutes and it's basically this doctrine that talks about hey if you ever come across the all-connected body you're not supposed to use it you're not supposed to do anything with it you're supposed to report it and move on you know Mm -hmm. because this this society doesn't have any gods or but they, this rule of the absolute and the idea and the dream of the world builders is kind of their religion. Because the body itself, and I wanted, the whole idea of that just came from, I wanted to have a really creepy, like, magic. I love just, like, magic that's very double-sided. And so, like, you can borrow sight from the body, right? But you have to trade something else to it. Like, so if you're borrowing sight, what if you give up your hearing, but you can also then just take from the body. And so like one of the main characters, he's like always taking like the power of sight from the body. And so he can increase, he can see in the dark, he can see farther, but it's slowly corrupting his eyes because, you know, it's not a true trait. Like the body is still taking from him. And, you know, going on to like when wars are fought and if troops are using this all connected body and splicing open reality to reach into this other dimension to use its power, it can create these huge rifts mm-hmm. that like kind of spread out and infect the land and like, you know, fun stuff like that. So that's a, uh, the big idea I'm working on. And then of course, you know, a bunch of other random short stories, just like random other things that I've had that I'll like, oh, Hey, this idea sounds kind of cool. And I'll like write it out to see where it goes. So, uh, yeah, but a bunch of stuff really, <laughs> to be honest freaking dope is what it sounds like yeah i mean and that's that's definitely the most fun part is like building all of that out and you know keeping track of it and writing down character names and like because it at that point the world is kind of your oyster like you can be like hey i want there to be a sacred mountain here and you just put it there no one's telling you no you know it's there yeah it's there well why is it there and then you have to answer the question and that's (laughs) the fun part is like 
making something crazy and bizarre and being like, okay, but now I have to explain it though. Now I have to explain it for the people that live in this world. And to, oh, what, what if there's a secret society that has a better understanding? Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, you just go down the rabbit hole of answering your own questions basically. And that's kind of how you build out your world. So that's what I'm working on now as far as like a big project. I like that. <laughs> you know, I think Jack, what yes. I like to get into now is something that I like to like, I have titled here mood feeling and poetry versus fiction writing. I, and I wanted to kind of approach writing in a different point of like different um, angle um, rather than talking about like, Oh, Hey, what do you like to write? Or, you know, why fantasy? I wanted to like delve into like the mood and the feelings that I kind of like to touch on and deal with. Um, and like where my inspirations came from that. Yeah. Um, so I think to start, it's so much, it's so much goes back to early days, you know, and everybody knows I was going to say it, but kingdom hearts, um, anime video games. I mean, so much of my early inspiration is based in those mediums. I mean, dark souls, demon souls, uh, the darkness. I mean, dad telling his stories, dad's D and D games, you know, watching blade runner at a young age, you know, um, a bunch of stuff like that, watching aliens, you know, like you can throw in all of those. And I think ultimately what it created for me is that like the idea of, and I brought this up in, um, kind of inspirations, I believe, but the idea of like stepping into the unknown, there is something so thrilling about, looking into a new world or looking into a new place and being like, well, how does all this work? You know, how does how this completely removes me from my day-to-day life? And this place is so unlike any place I have lived in real life. That for some reason is such a captivating feeling for me. And that's why I love fantasy Mm -hmm. because it gives you, I think oftentimes to cut myself off there, oftentimes fantasy is kind of viewed as like escapism, like you're escaping away. But I think more so than it being escapism, it's kind of, it's as close as we've gotten to the idea of like parallel worlds and what ifs being answered, you know, because especially when you get into something like Lord of the Rings, I mean, it's fleshed out. You believe it. You believe that oh, Middle yeah. Earth is a thing and, it, you know, it, it could have happened. And you basically get to see it happen you know and that is just it's so compelling to me it's so compelling to see this other world you know these other lives but yet still find the common core of human existence there and human struggle there you know Mm -hmm. i mean think of berserk berserk is wild i mean the things that happen to guts insane insane things happen to this man but ultimately the story is all about dealing with insane things dealing with betrayal dealing with destruction and violence and how do you hold these two things in your hand most people jack i mean like most people who walk around in our world today never gonna have to think about oh do i kill this person or do i kill this person or oh man yeah the king of this world has to make this decision that he can destroy this enemy's army but he has to sacrifice all of his men 
Oh my gosh. Or this movie Blade Runner. What is going on with this world? Why is the world like this? I'm just so fascinated with everything. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ultimately, and I wanted to actually throw this one by you too, Jack, but uh, I think if I had to like call myself anything, I'm definitely more of a poet at heart than I am. I would say like a fiction writer. And the reason I say that is because I love words. And I mean, from a young age, like the word oblivion, I was like, I love this word. I, I just love how the way it sounds. I mean, void, oblivion. You're like you're like, you know, I mean, like it's just like these heavy, weighty words. And I like really latch on to these very fleeting, almost snapshot moments that you can capture in poetry. And my kind of work as a writer is to find the perfect marriage between that very vague snapshotty side of myself, but then connecting that to a larger functioning story. Yeah. Because you can have both, you know, you can be, you can have this epic fantasy novel, but then slow it way down and say, you know, give this one really cool description and have it have a lot of weight to it and finding the balance between hey what needs weight what do i need to emphasize what do i need to de-emphasize i mean it's all about that and so i know jack you've written a little bit of poetry and so i was wondering if any of that kind of resonated with you i mean would you consider yourself like a poet or a fiction writer like do you like to capture those moments or do you like to have do you like to do a more long-winded direct explanation well if mom was listening to this she would definitely say i'm more of a poet because back when I was like in yeah. uh, probably like early high school, mostly, I actually wrote a lot of poetry. And I forget what style of poetry it's called, but I did a lot of uh, where, you know, I have the name of the poem before I know the actual poem itself. So say something like, I don't know, you'd call it, you know, the poem's just name is like digital. Who knows? You know, first letter of that first line would be D. First letter, the second line would be I, mm. then G, I. You know, I'd like spell it out. So that's that's something I did like a lot of. And I remember filling up, I filled up like a composite notebook with a lot of those. And so mm. I think I like the idea of, you know, creating more so like fleeting moments that will make someone go, oh, like that's interesting. <laughs> or... Yeah. You know, something that's less grandiose than like a whole story. Because while I do think I have the mind to create something, you know, fictional or, you know, flesh something out, I don't think it would be nearly as impactful. Uh, hmm. So who knows? I think I'm more of a poetry writer, though. If I have to, you know, classify myself as something, that's yeah. what I would probably classify myself as. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious because with me, you know, I feel like I've had to grow into my writer side mm -hmm. and then not lose that kind of uh, poet side of myself as well. Because within Manilica, you know, there are these moments where everything kind of breaks down into abstract color, I would say. Um, anyone who's reading it now, I mean, these are the moments when Reiku's in the stitching. And the stitching is kind of emblematic because it puts a person's mind into like almost like a hallucinogenic state. And so there are several moments when Reiku is 
in this state and it allows me to access kind of that poetic side. And I couldn't write that story without that side, you know, like, cause I love it so much. And then also instead of using like just, uh, I really like messing with um, like spacing and um, you know, my paragraphs, like, I think ultimately what it comes down to is that like there's this flow and I feel like every once in a while like you need to break up at least for me like it like the blocks of text need to be broken up in interesting ways and playing with like how you read something very much inspired by a uh, uh, Mark uh, Zanoweski I don't know his last name so pardon me uh, but he wrote House of Leaves. And, you know, he basically plays with the book as a medium. I mean, mm-hmm. House of Leaves couldn't be an audiobook because the so much of that book is reading the book itself and seeing those moments of, like, artistic choice. And I really – some of that really resonates with me. And I don't quite know why. And that's kind of what I'm exploring now is, like, why do these moments resonate with me so much and they just stick with me, you know? So that's, a, that's kind of the interesting side of that, which I – I don't really know where that will lead. All I know is that within poetry as kind of a negative. So it's kind of a plus to fiction. Mm-hmm. Poetry doesn't have, I mean, you look at what epic poems like, you know, like Gilgamesh or uh, Beowulf. Um, Gilgamesh isn't a poem, I don't think, uh, but you know, Beowulf. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know if poetry has enough strength nowadays to carry a fantasy novel. You know, it would take a very, a a writer way more talented than me to be able to do something like that. But I would love to see it. You know what I mean? I'd love to see someone really dive into that and tell a Lord of the Rings, a Mistborn, a Game of Thrones style story. But in that kind of, you know, not so much in like the very classical poem setting, but like taking those artistic inspirations and running with them i'd love to see that yeah definitely so to wrap up a conversation jack i wanted to talk about kind of you know made a little more lighthearted, but like the good and the bad about being a writer and mm, i i know all kind about of some that. of the weird things some of the weird things i've noticed so i'll bring up a bad one here dude get yeah and this is not as bad in quotes <laughs> but uh so the I would say the most negative thing for me, and this I think is more how I'm programmed, less so other people, but I am like, I have such a good head for, at least when it comes to absorbing other media, so not myself, but I have such a good head for like breaking down plots and like seeing like motivations and stuff that whenever I watch something, even if I've never seen it before, I can kind of see where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it always kind of sucks, especially, I mean, it it sucks more when you're watching like like when we, I watched Ray and the Last Dragon. I was like, okay, I know where this movie's going to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it, it there's nothing in this movie that I'm going to see that I'm going to be like, "Oh, wow, really?" You know what I mean? <laughs> so that I think is the bad part is that like the uh oh wow moments are those moments of like shock where you're like, "Oh, like those happen to me very rarely." And I kind of miss it. Like I kind of miss the things that i'm like oh really 
like when our Dead Space episode, like with the reveal that Nicole is dead, you know, that I was like, really? She's dead? No, no way. Like, are you kidding? But like something, if I played Dead Space now and I had never played it before, I'd be like, she's dead, isn't she? She's probably dead. <laughs> you know well, what I, I remember, mean? Like, like a really significant one to me is when we were watching, <clears throat> I think it was when we were watching Golden Time together. And mm-hmm. it started raining and you're like, ah, like she's probably upset even though like there's no like visibly like visible like you didn't see her yet or whatever you know you're kind of like it's kind of a trope in stories like this that you know when a character's upset the weather is usually moody or dark you know what i mean i was like oh and now i can't i'm like oh yep someone's upset something bad's gonna happen or you know like now i can kind of see small bits and pieces of things like that yeah so it's that's one of the things that I kind of wish I couldn't tell anymore. I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. You can kind of start noticing those things. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's that's called pathetic fallacy. And yeah, it's just, it's like an easy way. It's like uh, how you kind of think you like, cause you know, when you're always, when you write, uh, not always, but when you write, um, you know, you'll always hear the saying, Hey, um, show and don't tell, you know, like you don't want to say, the character is very sad. You know, you want to like show how the character is sad. And so like somewhere yeah. in history, at some point, somebody was like, Hey, rain is kind of sad. And so oftentimes you'll see that happen where like the weather seems to be the character's motivation. I mean, think of like uh, the lion King um, mm-hmm. when he's like running across like the hot desert and then he gets to the point of conflict with Scar and what starts happening? Oh, it starts raining. Oh, but what else happens? Oh, it catches on fire. You know what I mean? Like, there are those moments yeah, so where, like... anger and sadness. Yeah, and- yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those funny things where it's, like, sometimes I think it's totally fine to do that. But, like, it's just is like, how delicate you can. And sometimes certain writers are not delicate. Like, they'll just, like, hammer it. And they're like, okay, I get it. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I say that's that's kind of one of the negative things because it's like you just see that stuff like you can't turn it off. You know, you can't I can't like ever read a book or start a show and not like think, oh, where is this going? You know, I'm so rarely just along for the ride. And so a lot of times when I've been trying to enjoy something recently, I try to turn it off. I'm just like, just don't just don't think about it. Like, like stop. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. But uh, to move on, I guess, to, like, a good part. So a good part is uh, it's really easy to, like, deal with. um, And this is, I think, something that I specifically learned with my job. So my job, you know, people always ask you questions. Like, why did you do this? Or, hey, why do you know? What do you think about this? And I so often, you know, people, like, well, don't know what to say or they don't know what to say. And one thing that good that writing has given me is that, like, I know what to say and I can just like start talking and then loop back around and like figure out what I was trying to say, like while I'm talking. And so it gives this impression that like, I know exactly what I'm talking about. And you start to learn like, Oh, Hey, if I start using words like this, or if I use these words, like you start to hone in on what makes people listen to you and you can just kind of do it, you know? And so that's kind of a good thing is you start to learn that like, Oh, hey, if I phrase this email like this, I can get this response. Or, hey, if I sound yeah. like this, then this person might think I'm upset with them. 
or if I write this note like this, like having this, it kind of feels like you're like cheating at a little bit, you know, like you're like cheating at life. Like you have like a, <laughs> like a guide where you're like, oh, hey, I can sound like this yeah. or I can you're say it like this. And you have the guidebook open on the, on the other monitor. You're like, okay. Right. Okay. So then, right. okay. Yeah. So that's, I think a, a big positive is like you start to really learn how people communicate and learn how people talk to each other. And you can really hone in and start to like understand why somebody's saying this or why somebody's saying that. Because if you, yeah, especially if you do any character writing, you start to be like, okay, this character is saying this because this character has a personality like this. And you start to basically just go down like a psychology route of like what makes people tick. While it's not always like a one-to-one, of course. I mean, real life is always going to be different than what you're writing. But like it does give you, I feel like, kind of an edge if you know how to use it. Which I think is, it's kind of cool. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jack, do you have any other uh, questions for me? You know what? I... I wish I did, but I feel like you've been answering them as we've been oh, talking. Good. So good. I mean, it's it's so, I guess not crazy, but it's so weird to be doing another episode about writing. You know, I always start these episodes where I'm like, I don't know if I'll have enough to say, but then I look down the clock and we've already been recording for an hour. And, uh, you know, I love talking about it because I don't feel like people talk about their craft and the struggles of a craft enough. And this is for anything. I mean, there's such this, there's such an, like an idea in this concept and society nowadays that you have to, you have to be competent. You have to know what you're doing, right? Like you never want to be in that. You never want to be the person that goes, Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the same goes for like school as well, where like you never want to be the kid who doesn't know the answer, you know? You don't want to be picked to not know. But yeah, I will say, though, that like in learning a craft and learning a thing like asking questions or saying I don't know or, you know, it's perfectly OK not to know something. You know, it's perfectly OK to like read something and go, wow, that went over my head. You know what I mean? They're like, I have no idea mm-hmm. what this thing was trying to say to me, you know, but uh, just kind of taking that in stride and saying like, hey, you know, like. I may not be good at this now, but I can learn and how to learn like writing every day and making it a practice, I think has given me like a skill set of tools for dealing with life in a different way because, you know, yeah, for sure. So much of it before I think for me was very reactionary. Like I would react to things happening and I would, you know, but now it's like, I realized, okay, Hey, if I can put in the work, I know that, hey, not right now, not next week, not next month, but months from now, I will have improved and I'll be able to like reap the rewards of the work and the practice that I put in. So, oh, yeah. But, uh, Jack, I mean, really, that's which means that's all it's a good life lesson. I feel like, you know, there's isn't there something where like most people in higher positions are like actually very creative people and like they they've they kind of succeed because they know how to, you know, work with and around people and they know the right things to say. And they're all like, oh, because I read 60 books a year. But it's like, well, you know, I think it's just because like with anything, especially like writing, when you have a creative outlet or you're flexing that brain, you know, that brain muscle, you're able to actually, you know, encounter situations that you can relate back to what you've 
experienced or what you've written or what you've read. And so you're like, okay, this is not a completely new situation. I can deal with this. And so you just kind of, you start building this, um, you know, this whole backlog of what to say, how to say it, you know, who you're talking to, you can analyze people, you know, it's almost like a weird science in a way. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people are very computer-like. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, it's, I feel like as with anything, going through the motions and like, you know, really working at something like it has to have value beyond something like monetary. I mean, we mentioned it a lot in our service industry episode, but like the idea of, Hey, your worth is your job and your worth is defined by how much you make is ridiculous because that's not going to work out for all people, you know? If it did work out for mm-hmm. all people, it'd be much more of a meaningful measure. So what it comes down to for me, Jack, is that you like it's so important, I think, to find that one thing that you can do for yourself that is fulfilling for yourself, you know, because if yeah. you don't like it's just I think in it because it teaches you that like, hey, you know, I may not have the resources, I may not have the job or but at least I, yeah, at least I have this, you know, at least I have something I can control and I can put effort into and I love doing, you know? And so like, and I, you know, I don't want to just say that because in the same breath as me saying that the pursuit of the job and the pursuit of the career, if that's what you want to do and that's what your heart is behind, go for it, you know, like go for that job, go for this. Or if that's what you go want, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, mm-hmm. It's not like a uh, one answer fits all. But uh, yeah, I would highly recommend. I mean, anybody like in it. And I would say this for like any creative habit. I mean, if you have an interest in like painting or photography, I just start doing it. Like just start doing it for yourself, like for your own like amusement. If you're going to be the only one who hears the songs that you sing and you enjoy it, I go for it. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, don't be scared because you're not going to make it perfect the first time. I mean... It's so, I would say it's incredibly rare that like I wrote something and I was like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Most of the things I wrote, I was like, oh, this would be better if I, I wrote it like this. So it's like, you're always going to be doing that. And in that process of learning and, you know, nitpicking yourself and being disappointed in yourself and then being proud of yourself and being inspired. I think it's just such a good process to go through on a regular basis because you really start to see that like you know, you can derive value and worth from life in different ways than I feel like we are taught to derive value and worth from life. You know, I feel like... Truer words have not been spoken. Society, and I I feel like the joker when I'm saying that, so I hate saying that now, but, you know, people, society, jobs, will uh, really push you to say, hey, we need the numbers, we need the results, we need this, we need that. Oh, hey, you're not doing that? Oh, hey, well, you're not. I don't want to be involved with you because my friends all went to college or my friends all have, you know, three figure jobs. Um, You're just going to miss out a lot on life because like that's just not the only part. You know, it's an important part. And if you want to play the game. Yeah. I mean, you want to play the game of Thrones, play to win. Play a game. But uh, yeah, I mean, very much. It's just I think it's just very healthy and it helps. I mean, I can't tell you how much I think it's helped me just mentally like 
process information and think about things in different ways or yeah just something to fall back on on days where i'm feeling like sad or tired or i can just be like oh at least i can do this you know at least i can work on this and so you know that's i i I could keep going on but uh i (laughs) i know you have to go here jack so we'll probably go ahead and wrap it up here unless you have anything else you'd like to add dude i i think for right now I have everything I wanted to say. Nice. Nice. You know, cause like writing too. Yeah. No, I, I get, I, yeah. <laughs> so I'll see you at same, same time next week. <laughs> Everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rack and Turtle collection. Yes. Ah, thank you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, Oh please that quick, huh? We should we should do that one day though, for our hundredth episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Have, like a thirty like second five episode. seconds long. Hey everybody, welcome to the Racketeer Collection. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. Hundred <laughs> episodes, cool. See you next time. Um, if you love what we do over here at the Racketeer Collection, you can support us in a numerous in a numerous. You can support us in numerous ways. You can in follow us on Spotify. You can uh, check out our Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook on twitter on we're, all, we're on all theirs but yeah and if you really love and if you want to like throw some cash away because you're like man these boys they got a lot going for them check out our patreon you can support us over there these boys these boys man they're going to some big and great things and uh patreon right now really the only access it gets you is we have a patreon exclusive discord which is um for those of you out there who have never used discord before it it does seem a little intimidating at first, but really it's kind of just like a chat room that has different channels for specific chat topics. And so, for example, on the Raconteur Collection, I'm pulling it up right now. We got something that's just, you know, Raconteur Collection banter. So we can just talk. And that's where we've been talking about, like, Hades. We got topic suggestions in there. We got episode feedback channel, you know. So really happening place over there. It's really just like a fun place for everybody to hang out, talk about what they're interested in, and, you know literally have just a good time yeah but, i mean it's it's a great place to just hang out and you know if you're like hey who's awake someone's gonna respond probably <laughs> yeah so i got a cough and before jack so rudely interrupted me there i was gonna say our music is provided by clumsy titan who i hear if i if it hurt if i remember correctly is working on something new and exciting for chapter five of the racketeer collection yeah coming out next week next week. exciting next week I, like i said guys each chapter is kind of a new uh not it's gonna be not gonna be completely different but it's different enough to warrant a new chapter so hopefully uh you know hopefully you guys enjoy yeah. whatever we got going on yeah and uh you know everyone that's been who listens this far in um again I just want to thank you so much. I, It's wild to me that there are people out there who listen to this all the way through. You know, I I tend to be rather hard on work I do. And it's just so cool to me that there are people out there who Insane. listen to this. And they're, you know, they're so excited for it to come out. And uh, it's just awesome. And I hope you love it. And if you do love it, like share it around. I mean, word of mouth is going to be how we're going to grow. I mean, we're not going to, you know, buy top spots on the Apple podcast or get some shady like, you know promotion stuff going on so word of mouth is going to be a big part of how we grow so uh oh yeah tell your friends just literally tell anybody if there's like a specific episode say hey listen i listen to a podcast about this racketeer collection these boys know what they're talking about these but, boys uh, 
Jack, that's all I have. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and fade out slowly. Yeah. Sounds the music good to of me. clumsy That's all we have. That's all we have. Oh, and there it is. Yeah. Oh, and we're fading. Yep. I want to talk for another hour. No. And we're fading. Please. Oh. No. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye.